What do we take away from Ontario's new modeling? It came out this week from the science table. And really the top line takeaway from it is we don't really know where we're going. The best case scenario compared to the worst case scenario is such a wide range that it sort of says that we're at a crossroads and we just don't know what's going to happen next. We do know that we are at even better than the best case scenario, just by a little bit from the modeling that came out in September. So what does that mean going forward? Well, one of the things that we do know 100% from the modeling is that right now, cases are increasing in young people. To talk more about the modeling and what it really tells us, I'm so pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Dion Ailman, who is an associate professor at the University of Toronto. What's your top line takeaway from that modeling? Well, it's really actually mostly very positive. Uh, what we're doing right now is working, right? Um, continuing to get people vaccinated. Um, Toronto enjoys, uh, in particular, very high vaccination levels. Wearing masks when we're indoors, including in schools, is helping keep, uh, keep case counts very steady and not actually very high. Um, additionally, the ratio of patients who are ending up hospitalized in ICU compared to our actual number of cases is really quite low, especially compared to the other waves. So all in all, we're holding steady despite continually uh, opening up and school starting, and that's good news. What, what do you take away from this increase in cases in younger people and the possibility of hospitalizations in ICUs? So increasing infections in younger people is no surprise, right? With schools opening, universities opening, there's a lot more contact among, uh, among these groups than there were before. And as long as there's more contact, there's going to be more infections, especially when you consider uh, kids under 11 that can't yet be vaccinated. So it's no surprise that those cases are going up. But the fact that the overall number of cases is holding steady means that cases in the other groups, the other age groups are decreasing. Uh, so that's actually really good really promising news, especially since we know that kids are much less likely to be hospitalized um, from COVID. It does mean that um, we don't expect increasing hospitalizations as long as these current trends continue to hold or improve. I think for a lot of parents, when they look at those stats and they look at the increasing cases amongst young people, and then we find that the province says, no, no, uh, you know, rapid testing is only for businesses. I, I, that is, I think that is concerning to a lot of parents. Can you comment on that? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, as a parent myself, um, you know, there are reasons <clears throat> to not let parents arrange their own surveillance testing or providing, uh, you know, their schools providing rapid tests to, to just everyone. I mean, there are reasons to do it. Um, you know, the reasons to, to not let Parents organized testing, which was the, the big announcement that came out from the province yesterday, uh, saying that uh, parents were no longer allowed to organize their uh, their sort of homemade surveillance systems is, you know, first and foremost, just liability. Um, you know, how are people's privacy being managed? You know, what if they're giving instructions um, about, you know, how to administer the tests and those tests aren't, uh, those instructions aren't correct, right? Nobody wants to be involved with that. There's issues of equity. Like what about the kids in poor neighborhoods whose parents don't have the time or energy to arrange these big, these big drives? They're not getting the same safety uh, as everyone else. And then, of course, with uh, with rapid tests, there's always risk of false positives, 
which then means that there's an increase in absences from schools and then test center wait time. Since if you do get a positive on a rapid center test, you a rapid test, you are supposed to go to an actual testing center and get a confirmation. But on the other hand, and I'd say this speaking, you know, particularly as a parent, parents just don't want their kids to get sick. I mean, it's not that hard to understand, uh, especially if you, you know, note that SARS, the other coronavirus that we have a long-term familiarity with, um, has actually shown long-term um, side effects that don't show up until 15 years later. Uh, people just don't want to put their kids at risk for that. And if the availability of rapid tests can significantly reduce that risk, then why shouldn't we do it, right? If businesses are allowed to have rapid tests why not schools, right? What's more important about businesses than schools and our children? Especially when you think that, uh, you know, schools are in essentially, essentially a business, right? They have employees like teachers, staff, janitors, administrators, um, but they also have a lot of kids there, kids that mostly cannot get vaccinated. So if anything, it does seem on the surface that schools would be a better place to use a, a lot of our stock of rapid tests than just businesses. Well, Dr. Ailman, we only have about a minute left. Um, the chief medical officer of health, when pressed on this, basically said, well, we're going to get back to you. Uh, we're still working on asymptomatic rapid tests for student, for kids and for, for schools. You know, we've been in this for a while now. What's your advice to the government? What should they do on this? Well, kind of the same thing that uh, they should have been doing since uh, early 2020, and that's proactive planning, right? Looking ahead and knowing what's likely to happen. We've known for months that school is going to start in September. We've known for months that that means that there's going to be an increase in cases in schools. We've known for months that we might need to change our surveillance tactics to account for that extra infection. Why that hasn't resulted in a plan ready to implement in September I don't know. All right. I'm glad that they're looking into it now, but that's not really a lot of comfort to the parents who are who have kids in schools where there have been positive cases right now. Dr. Ailman, thank you so much for coming on today. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you. You too. That is Dr. Dion Ailman, Associate Professor of Industrial Engineering at the University of Toronto and an expert in modeling.